Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today we're talking with GM of Voluntari and Scout for Real Betis, Yanut Georgescu. For those who don't who don't know Yanut, he was born and raised in Romania. He started his career as the youngest sports journalist in his country at 15 years old. And since then, he's taken on many different roles uh, on professional teams in Romania, in addition to getting involved in European scouting. And most recently, his club, Voluntari, won the 2021 Romanian Cup. He's a journalist. He's a manager. He's a consultant. He's a scout. He's a husband. He's a father. And we have many topics to discuss today. So welcome, Yanut. Hey, thank you, Kev. Thank you for the introduction, man. It's uh, it's uh, it's an honor to be uh, part of your podcast, and thank you for having me. So, I like to give my guests uh, the floor for a couple of minutes, just to introduce yourself a little bit further, and maybe tell us about your upbringing and how you started in the world of basketball. So, man, as you said, uh, I was the youngest sport journalist in Romania. Uh, I started when I was 15 years old, and uh, only one year after, at the age of 16, uh, me and uh, some very good friends, some very good basketball people, uh, basketball lovers, uh, we created the first basketball website. So uh, we uh, started with the idea to uh, gather the community because we were only discussing on the forums uh, for the millennials who are uh, listening or watching us. Uh, forum, you know, it's that place where you go, you register with the user, you never, <laughs> and then you are uh, clicking the refresh button to see who posted something new so you can respond. Uh, so we said that the website is uh, what Romanian basketball needed. And it was a great platform, uh, numaibasket.road. It means only basket.row. And uh, that was my uh, beginning with, uh, with basketball because uh, I started, let's say, on the football side, on the soccer, yes, soccer side, also some handball. Uh, but I fell in love immediately with, uh, with basketball, uh, especially because um, the team of my city, Ploiești, was already uh, becoming the uh, powerhouse of Romanian basketball, as a soft Ploiești. And I was very proud when, uh, at the age of 17, um, the management called me and uh, they uh, offered me the job to be the press officer of the club. It was 2005 and that was a cornerstone uh, and a milestone for Romanian basketball because in that, uh, in that year, on 10th of April, um, Ases of Ploiești won FIBA Europe Cup men uh, against uh, Lokomotiv Rostov, the, cu the current uh, Lokomotiv Kuban. Uh, it was the final four in Ploiești. Um, I remember uh, Dinamo Moscow and uh, Banvit uh, participated. So that was my uh, starting point. And uh, from that point on, uh, I received more things to do, more more duties. And uh, I became team manager, then uh, general manager. And uh, when I turned 21, they had the courage and the craziness to name a kid to be executive president 
uh, of the club. And I was very proud. Uh, it gave me a lot of uh, uh, freedom to, um, to, to learn a lot, to, um, uh, to organize European competitions, to be in touch with agents, with players, uh, with other clubs. So uh, my horizons expanded uh, from, that, uh, from that moment on. And, you know, then it was just uh, a beautiful story that continues uh, uh, on today. I love it. A lot of responsibilities at a young age, for sure. And, and so did you, always, <clears throat> did you always know that you wanted to be on the management side? Obviously, you started as a press officer, right? And, and I think it sounds like so within four years, things happened pretty quickly. But did you, did you think you wanted a coach? Did you think you wanted a scout? Did you really know or you just kind of went with the flow? I think I just uh, I was so happy to <laughs> to have the best season, the, the best tickets in the the best seat in the house, you know, because uh, I, of course, like everybody, I enjoy playing, uh, playing uh, basketball and uh, for fun, you know, the high school team and uh, uh, I never played pro. And that's why I said I, I'm always saying that I'm blessed, you know, to to be a part of uh, successful organizations. Uh, being there on the sidelines, ready to help the players, uh, ready to um, give to the fans the best possible experience uh, without playing any single minute in the National League or in some uh, official senior, uh, senior game. Uh, what I felt was that um, I felt that I belong. I felt that I want to be in that, uh, in that group with players, with coaches, uh, I felt that uh, I want to um, I want to help the club uh, to promote its brands in Romania, but also internationally, uh, and to see the fans happy, to see the fans happy, to expand the uh, youth base, to create the first youth teams uh, of our of our club. So I found many 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 reasons why uh, why my future should be. Uh, you know, inside the sports uh, organization, a basketball organization. Great. And so the, the next topic, you fast forward a little bit, and obviously, you know, at a young age, you have all this experience. And then uh, we're, one thing that we share in common, actually, where we met first is, is the EBI uh, master's program. So we're, we're both alumni of this, uh, of this program. And so how, what made you choose to maybe further your education a bit? Or uh, I guess, how did that program help in your career in sports? Well, that was a great opportunity. I read about uh, this first class of uh, sports, uh, sports business, um, <clears throat> MBA, uh, with the Euroleague basketball and uh, Vitautas Magnus University from Lithuania. And my uh, perception and my uh, admiration for Euroleague uh, were and are um, very, very high. Uh, first of all, because I still remember when uh, Assesoft got the first wildcard to participate in ULEP Cup in 2007-2008. Uh, and I was responsible to organize that competition. And uh, we hosted some great games um, and also made some big results. We won against uh, Akashvayo Girona, a team with Marga Sol, with Roman Jackson, with Ariel McDonald. Uh, we beat them in Ploest. We played against Zalada Sarai. So uh, beside the basketball games, I, uh, got, in, I got connected to the uh, Euroleague offices uh, and uh, to the Euroleague people. And uh, I still remember, you know, uh, uh, Selver Zigal, uh, God, uh, God rest his soul, 
he was the competition coordinator and he was the first person who um, you know helped me and guide me uh, during that campaign so i was uh, amazed by the way they were doing the things i said this is the right way to do uh, to organize uh, basketball events uh, to treat the business so uh, when i read about uh, this nba i said this is a great chance to get some valuable knowledge some uh, great networking uh, to meet the guys and uh, i'm the type of person who believes uh, that you are not uh, you don't need to stop uh, to get education uh, that is a, a a process that never ends and um, i like the i like i like think that, i like to think that uh, you need to stay ready to be ready instead instead of get ready to be ready so uh, um, that was uh, that was the reason why i signed in for uh, for that uh, master and it was uh, one of the best decisions uh, i ever made made so uh, um, now i'm proud uh, to have colleagues like you and to have uh, to be part of um, let's say a network a family the euroleague family and, and uh, you know to uh, to have the opportunity to get in touch with uh, already proved professionals um, from the um, clubs, on the management, Euroleague front office, uh, and everybody who is involved in Euroleague competitions. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I think for me, I joined for similar reasons. You know, at the end of the day, sure, you need to continue your your academic studies. But uh, what's almost more important is being in the room with people from all the different markets, all the different perspectives, and really just building those relationships to be able to even have conversations like this in the future. So um, I could not agree more. Uh, next topic I want to jump into is uh, so before we dive into your role and, and your team, can you just uh, give the audience maybe a brief overview of the Romanian market, maybe what the style of basketball is uh, at the pro level? Okay, so um, <clears throat> I believe the Romanian uh, basketball uh, uh, grew a lot, grew a lot in the um, in the last uh, twenty years. Um, one of the reasons was also uh, the impact that. Um, my former team, Asasov Ploeshtia, had because by winning 11 titles in 12 years, uh, European competition, uh, and uh, invest that kind of money when nobody was investing, uh, it was uh, the push, the right push Romanian basketball needed. So uh, being uh, in the Balkans, we uh, tried to uh, to share, uh, let's say, the view of the, of the ex-Yugoslavian basketball school um, many um, Serbian coaches uh, came to Romania and uh, they, uh, they set some standards about how the game uh, should, be, should be played. Uh, but uh, during the years, I think that um, we changed a little bit. We became a little bit more athletic, a little bit more uh, uh, fast, a fast tempo. Uh, and it, I, I like to, to watch, uh, I like to watch the games let's say from 2010, watch today's games and uh, to uh, recognize the difference and uh, in, 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 the, in the good way. Uh, what, we, um, uh, what was the main, the main change and uh, the best thing that ha happened to the Romanian league was that uh, we have now a competition uh, between uh, eight, 10 clubs, 10, eight solid clubs. And if we are talking about the top beside uh, Cluj and Orada, talking about uh, 
uh, nowadays about uh, the last uh, last seasons two, two clubs uh, uh, who are investing a lot uh, we have other four or five who are who are great contenders so um, being able to register uh, six uh, foreign players per team uh, having also some rules considering the domestic players we need to use an under 23 um, to have always under 23 on the court in the first half so we are rotating two or three under 23 players we need also to have a romanian player on the court during the entire game so this under 23 or in the second half another and other other players uh, need need to be on the court uh, i believe that uh, these also are uh, important aspects of the game that influence the game um, i think that the quality of the imports the quality of the foreigners um, also uh, is way different uh, comparing with uh, I don't know, 2008, 2000, 2010. Uh, and this is also because uh, some clubs uh, uh, made huge efforts to attract big names. For example, I can tell you that uh, back in 2007, uh, when we signed Rashar Griffith, uh, Chicago legend and uh, a player who uh, won EuroLeague with Ettore Messina in, uh, in Kinder Bologna, the first edition of EuroLeague uh, in a team with Mano Ginobili, Antoine Rigaudot, Maifan Koyaric, I also played the second uh, uh, final of Euroleague, but he lost against Panathinaikos. To bring such a name uh, immediately created another impact because other clubs also could rely on the fact that Rashar Griffith was playing in Romania. And then uh, we have seen during these years uh, many former NBA players, players coming from Euroleague, coming from uh, important, uh, important clubs uh, um, in Europe. So... Um, I, I expect I expect that uh, for for the next years uh, the competition will uh, keep growing, and uh, this year, for example, uh, we had a, we had a team in the final four of FIBA Europe Cup, the fourth uh, the fourth competition, uh, CSM Orada, a team uh, who also won the bronze medal. So it was a great achievement, and uh, we need more results on the European uh, competition side, and we need also more results with our national team. Uh, what I would like also to see uh, is um, more, more, uh, more Romanian players playing abroad. Like we have Emikatze, Emikatze, how we, how we, how we say Emikatze, uh, in Murcia, playing in Spain for many years. He was a teammate with Luka Doncic uh, in uh, Real Madrid young team when they won Adidas Next Generation. So uh, these are the three important uh, key factors for the future to keep growing and to keep raising the level of Romanian basketball. Yeah, that was a great overview. And I, I think, uh, you know, when I think of some underrated uh, or overlooked leagues in Europe, I, I think of Romania because, of course, you know, from the American perspective, okay, if you want to go play overseas, you think of Italy and you think of Spain, you think of France. But, you know, a lot of players don't understand that, A, you know, it, it's it's a league that uh, is professional um, because sometimes, you know, players always worry about getting paid on time and doing this and do that. But it's 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 also a, team, uh, a league that has uh, a pretty high budget and has teams that have been successful in some of the international cups. So um, definitely, definitely an underrated league. And I guess that's a perfect time for you to maybe talk a little more about your club and, and maybe your responsibilities, you know, tell, tell the audience a little bit about voluntary and uh, you know, as a general manager, you know, what are your main responsibilities? I know you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> okay. So uh, first, after my years in, uh, in Ploiești, um, I, le I left Ploiești uh, when I was 27 Unfortunately, um, the team faced uh, some uh, 
big uh, issues uh, financially and uh, also um, in the city in the city the situation was very uh, unstable so unfortunately uh, we couldn't find a way to continue the project and it was uh, really a pity uh, for uh, for Romanian basketball uh, I left uh, to Steaua uh, Bucharest uh, Steaua is the biggest sport brand uh, um, in uh, in Romania like uh, Ceska yes to give an example Ceska in uh, in in Russia or uh, uh, in in Serbia yeah? Uh, and after three years in Stawa, um, where we also reached the fourth uh, participation in EuroCup. So Romania has four participations in EuroCup competition, uh, three with Assetsoft and one with Stawa. Uh, I left to Sibiu for, 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 two, for two years. And um, after this, after the, <laughs> the first part of the, pan the pandemic, because we, had, we have two pandemic seasons, one uh, that stopped, uh, you know, very uh, sudden, and uh, this one we, that we just uh, finished um, last year in in July, end of July, I signed with CSO Voluntari, and uh, it was by far the biggest challenge of my uh, of my career because the team just uh, promoted in the first division. Uh, actually, you know, the team was playing in the second group. We had some strange format with three three groups, uh, and Voluntari was in the second basically no connection with the best teams in uh, Romanian basketball uh, but this season we had a chance to compete we uh, we had a team with uh, we had the league sorry um, with uh, uh, 14 uh, 14 clubs and um, we played all together okay we play in bubbles in uh, tournaments uh, but it was by far a, a big challenge because uh, we wanted to mark our name to put our name on the on, on the map uh, to gain the respect uh, of everybody and uh, we started the season with so many unknowns unknowns because we didn't know what to expect we didn't know if we'll be able to finish the season uh, we didn't know uh, uh, if our budget will be sufficient uh, to cover all the expenses with the bubbles with the covid tests uh, what what happens if uh, you know uh, uh, we go again in state of emergency so uh, many, many questions, but uh, finally now uh, we are happy to look behind and to see that we accomplished uh, our goals. First of all, uh, we got the respect of all the Romanian basketball community from uh, other clubs, federation, uh, players, officials, because we have been high in the standings during the entire season. We won the cup, the first trophy um, for, uh, for this club. Uh, we qualified uh, by doing that in a European competition. Now we applied for a BCL for a Champions League uh, wildcard in qualifications. If we, are, we if we are not going to get it, we will play FIBA Europe Cup. Uh, also, we finished fourth, but being one win away from the big finals, uh, Cluj, uh, the, the the title, uh, um, the, the team that conquered the title, uh, they beat us three two on their court after we came back from 0-2 to, uh, to get uh, to put the series in a decisive game. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, at the end of the season, there were some things that uh, we couldn't control, some uh, family dramas, uh, um, a brother of uh, our main center passed away, uh, some injuries of our uh, two most important players, they say like that. Uh, and uh, we lost the small final for bronze because in Romania we are playing also for bronze. It was uh, uh, it was pity not uh, finishing with uh, a medal, but looking back, it was a tremendous season. 
uh, we spent, uh, Kev, we spent like uh, 100 uh, something days uh, in the bubbles, in hotels, isolated. Uh, each one of us took like uh, more than 35, 40 COVID tests. Uh, so <laughs> we just hope that uh, from the next season, things will be more, uh, more smooth. Uh, we, that we will see fans in the stands, like uh, we started uh, from the 1st of June. Actually, the first basketball game in Romania was in Voluntar with fans, 25% of the gym, according to some uh, specific criteria, uh, people who are uh, uh, getting vaccinated, who had the vaccine or people who are tested. So uh, pretty much uh, that was it about, uh, uh, about our club. What can I say? Uh, uh, we uh, we signed some good Romanian players. We have Vlad Moldovanu, um, former alumni of American University. He uh, played uh, he played it in states in high school and uh, and college. Then he played also Euroleague for some year, Euro Cup for many years. Uh, we had um, um, Devo Devo Joseph, Canadian uh, Canadian player, the brother of Corey Joseph and Corey visited us uh, during the during the playoffs he came to see uh, to see the games uh, anthony anthony hickey former lsu and oklahoma um, as a point guard uh, hickey was one of the best players in the league uh, devo was the best uh, three point shooter in the league usman um, usman baro from senegal Matthew mccarthy from australia uh, jarko juric and dan borovniak uh, from uh, from serbia malcolm lee former nba player uh, former UCLA, um, so uh, a pretty competitive uh, team and a good uh, puzzle, like I, I like to say, because uh, we are not uh, picking players or names, we are building the puzzle in the right way, looking for every single piece to match with the other, with the other ones. So uh, on that topic, w w when you're, you said, it, you know, these players obviously have to be the right piece to the puzzle. So when you're looking for imports, Yes. Um, you know, what are some of the criteria that you that you go by? Obviously, you know, as I always say, you have to be good at basketball, of course. But what are some of the outside pieces that you look for, like specifically to their background or where they played in college or, or, or where they're playing? Like maybe what leagues you look into to find your, your imports for for your budget? Mm -hmm. OK, so uh, tomorrow uh, I will have the meeting with uh, our coach to decide uh, these criteria for the next season. What we are doing uh, usually, uh, we have a, first, a main discussion about uh, our coach, Sasha Otsokolic. Uh, he was uh, uh, with me in Ploiești, winning the, first, the last title. Then he was with me in, uh, in Stawa together with Yuka Toyala, the head coach uh, of Estonian national team. And now he, uh, I signed him to CSO Voluntari. Uh, so we are first looking on our team's identity. What we want the team to play uh, in the next season. Uh, we have some players um, already signed, yes, so we are analyzing the current situation, who do we have and what we want the team to play. Let's say we'll be again uh, oriented uh, to shoot more from, from outside because we, we've been a good scoring team. Uh, our coach uh, key factor is defense, so what we want to do, we want to be able to protect the paint, we want to be able to uh, to uh, play different styles of pick and roll defense with our with our bigs. Uh, we we like to switch. Then we need uh, uh, you know good bodies, players who can play different positions. So after we fill all this uh, information about the team identity, we go to uh, every uh, profile that we are looking for. 
um, from point guard to the, to the, to the big guy. Uh, we name criteria regarding the um, uh, offensive side, defensive side, then main characteristics like uh, uh, age, um, uh, height, uh, um, I mean, these physical parameters. Uh, then uh, we are working a lot on, the, on his background, uh, looking especially for his behavior, uh, how he behaves, how he, how he will react playing in this kind of situation, how he will react playing in this kind of system. Because I, don't, I do not believe that uh, a player that you see playing for that team and having that stats uh, will do the same for, for your club because situations are, are different. So uh, we, need to, we need to take players uh, who are uh, able to uh, fit in uh, in, uh, in the game philosophy that coach wants to, wants to, wants to have for, uh, for the following season. Uh, and for that, we are really taking many, many references from everybody, from his former, former teammates, from his former coaches, from uh, people who are involved in the league where he played before, like opponents, so opponent coach, opponent player. Uh, maybe we have some connections with some agents who are representing uh, who are from that that country? Uh, then, of course, beside the um, the synergy clips and uh, or the you know scouting for you clips, these are the two programs that we are using synergy and uh, and scouting for you. Uh, we are paying attention to the full games. Okay, uh, when it comes about uh, stats, we also have some um, some criterias that uh, that we, we like to we like to follow. Um, there are so many and uh, you know it depends if we are looking for point guard uh, let's say um, beside the classic things like assist turnover ratio and uh, everything we are looking to see how constant the player can be because we are preparing now for a season when hopefully we'll play twice a week with Europe and Romania uh, one important the most important thing is uh, to get the right heads to get the right minds uh, because, uh, first of all, we are a team, as you said, from a country, uh, from a basketball country, uh, pretty um, underrated. And uh, we understand that some players will think, and most of them are thinking like this, I'm coming and I will dominate the league. No, this is not happening. You know, uh, we want, we want that, you know, to happen, but it's not happening and we must prepare them for that. So uh, we want uh, players who are coming with the right mindset. Uh, Last year, because nobody could find voluntary on the map, uh, we wanted to recruit potential winners, players who never win in the on the professional stage, but they have potential to do it. For example, Anthony Hickey saved uh, Colossus from relegation by playing amazing, being the MVP of last five, uh, they needed to win the five game, last five games of the season, they won it and uh, he was one of the best players. So. We've, we thought that he has potential to become a winner, not to save a team from relegation, but to win trophy, okay? Or Divo Joseph, he played in Joventud Badalona, he played in Budućnost. Uh, he was there, but he didn't win on the professional. So let's pick him up and let's uh, uh, give him the chance to do that. Uh, for example, this year, we will look more for players who already won something because in game five, in Cluj, to qualify to the finals, you need players who did that before.
you know, who, who did that before. We, you need more players. You need to find the right mix. So uh, after we uh, finish our uh, diligence, our uh, uh, recruiting process, uh, and we have some names, of course, we are matching the shortlists. Uh, then we are uh, starting to negotiate uh, the financial part. This is my my uh, my part of the business, and uh, I'm discussing about um, um, you know uh, salary and uh, accommodation and uh, everything a player needs because we really want uh, the player to be fully focused on his mission. So we are trying to give him um, a good good conditions and to put him in a good environment so he will feel he will feel uh, like. Uh, um, you know, he needs only to enjoy the basketball and the life experience. And we voluntary is part of Bucharest. Bucharest is the capital of Romania, two million, uh, two million people city, a big city, a nice city. So they they have uh, also uh, you know uh, a good lifestyle to uh, to to feel. Um, so after we uh, we are finishing with that, uh, we go to the interviews and uh, we are making the interviews on Zoom. Uh, because we want to see players' faces when we are talking to them. We want to uh, be able to share the screen and put them some short videos uh, to show them uh, uh, some things about the system or uh, what we expect from uh, them in their position to do. So uh, we are trying to make the right introduction, trying to make the right introduction. We are putting them in touch with uh, our former players or our current players to get this player-to-player -player feedback because we believe it's, it's, very, it's very important. And uh, then if everything goes well, we are going to, the, <laughs> to, to, to sign some papers. That's quite the process. No, that, that was amazing. Uh, you know, I think ho hopefully some aspiring pros or current pros were taking notes on that because that was uh, an in-depth description of exactly how you guys look for your imports. So I love it. I love it. So next topic I want to go to is, uh, is IG Hoops and the Rail Betis project. So this is a, a really cool project that, that you've been implemented um, for a little while now. And uh, yeah, so why don't you tell the audience more about the connection between Real Betis and Voluntary and IG Hoops and, and tell everyone about that. Okay, so during the, the pandemic break, <laughs> I, uh, I decided to um, make it uh, official because I was, um, let's say, um, offering uh, consulting services for uh, different companies, different businesses and uh, clubs or athletes. So I said, okay, why not make the make my own company and do, do this in a, in a form, in a, in a normal way, not formal, but in a normal way. Uh, and uh, my mission uh, is to uh, reach and maximize the social economic uh, potential of sports in general and of basketball in uh, uh, particular. So um, I, um, uh, I decided to, uh, to run IG Hoops uh, like, a, like a platform uh, like a connection between uh, the business side and the sports side. Uh, I'm involving a lot uh, the, the athletes because I found it uh, very sadly that um, most of the uh, athletes who, that we are seeing on TV, Romanian ones, yes, Romanian athletes, they are becoming celebrities. They are signing some uh, advertising contracts or something after they uh, finish their career. <laughs> I say, you know, why, why they are not doing that during uh, their prime time, during they are playing. So uh, for example, Vlad Moldovano, um, I helped uh, and sports uh, clothing company to launch Vrful Moldovano. This means pick 
peak Moldovanu, Vârful Moldovanu, which is also a mountain peak, the most famous mountain, mountain peak in Romania, to launch uh, Vlad's brand. And in this moment, we are wearing uh, our uniforms, everything are with Vârful Moldovan, with his brand. And Amazing. now other juniors, uh, junior teams, other sports are, uh, are, are buying his, uh, his apparel. Um, buying uh, sweatsuits and uh, t-shirts and shorts and everything so uh, we try to help Vlad because he is one of the few uh, who is really looking on not only on the basketball side but also on the business side he's very he has a very good education and he understands uh, he also runs a camp uh, this summer like I do with Betis but this is another story. So uh, the connection with uh, with uh, with Betis, um, I uh, I got a, a message uh, uh, on LinkedIn by you know from uh, Asier Alonso, the Secretary General, um, the Secretary Technical, the, <laughs> uh, the Assistant GM. He has to put it in the, in American words uh, of, mm-hmm. of Betis, and uh, we started the collaboration. I'm uh, scouting for their uh, youth program. Uh, in this moment, I have um, uh, four Romanian players in uh, Betis Cantera. Um, also, last year, <laughs> during the pandemic, again, we organized the first basketball uh, event of the summer, the, the only basketball event of the summer. Uh, we ran the edition one of Real Betis Baloncesto uh, camp and IG Hoops, and it was a success. Now we are repeating this camp in Voluntar this time. First edition was in Sibiu, where I was at that, uh, at that time. Uh, and we have uh, around 70, 70 kids um, between eight and uh, 15 years old. They're coming and they're uh, practicing with uh, six coaches from Betis. Um, we are sharing experience. We are running also some educational workshops with uh, special guests uh, talking about uh, uh, nutrition, about uh, preventing injuries, um, about, uh, let's say, the, the basketball journey of a young, of a young player and so many other things. It's a great workshop for the kids and for their parents as well. Um, the scouting, uh, the scouting for Betis is not only for, um, not not exclusively on Romanian market, but also uh, in Europe in general, because I have connections in the Balkan area or in the Nordic side, uh, um, Estonia or uh, Finland or uh, uh, so. I'm trying to, to do my best uh, to watch uh, youth competitions, to uh, look for the next, uh, the next big thing. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, I would like, as I said in the beginning of this uh, podcast, to see more Romanian players uh, playing in a high level. And I would love to see another Romanian player playing for Betis or playing in Spain, because Emi Kotze, he made his debut in ACB in Betis and then he moved uh, to uh, Prat and then to then to then to Murcia. So uh, pretty much this is for the moment my connection with Betis. I really enjoy it because I've, I have access on amazing uh, uh, on their amazing um, let's say uh, uh, organization. Uh, I, I can I'm able to talk with great professionals like Juan Mar Rodriguez, uh, the the GM of uh, the Betis. Uh, um, like Javi Carrasco, the assistant coach uh, of Betis. Uh, for example, pa- for example, Pablo Almasan, the captain of Betis, he will also be present uh, this summer in Romania to coach the kids and also to prepare himself uh, for the preseason. So I'm very happy of our collaboration, and I look uh, I look uh, further for uh, for more. That's exciting, man. Yeah, I think that's going to help put uh, 
put Romanian basketball on the map for sure. It's, it's an interesting partnership that I think we'll hopefully start seeing more of, you know, the big clubs and the big leagues, um, you know, with the more underrated countries to have these partnerships, because as you said, there are a lot of overlooked players that just need that opportunity outside the country. So I love yeah, and, it. And Betis, uh, you know, Candera uh, is, uh, is, has also the academy. So uh, some kids um, are able to receive uh, full scholarships some kids are able to uh, apply for a spot in the academy and to pay some money, but they get a great um, um, they, they get great value for the money the parents are investing. As you as you know, also the, with the rule of jugador formado, a kid who is uh, playing three years in Spain between uh, under 14 and under 18 or under 20 is not official yet, but it might change from under 14 to under 18 only. Uh, he's becoming a let's say homegrown player this is a special status that uh, the player has uh, for his entire career uh, and uh, he he has a better chance to play in labor or or in acb if the level helps him but uh, beside that uh, betis is providing great uh, um, education environment because they are covering everything from the uh, basketball part to the academic part with school the kids are le learning a new language which is very helpful for uh, for the future, uh, they are fully covered on the medical side, and uh, you know, am amazing conditions. Uh, the investment is not uh, uh, is not that big if you are analyzing all the uh, all the parts. I think some parents are spending more money keeping their uh, children at, at home. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Well, that's exciting, man. So, so we kind of jumped around a lot here, and a question I like to ask um, all my guests, all my guests is. Uh, what was a major obstacle along your career in basketball that you had to overcome and what did you learn from it? Because you, you've obviously been uh, exposed to a lot of various roles at various levels of basketball. I'm sure, uh, I know we've talked about it before, you've had many obstacles. So if you can choose maybe one of those um, and, and, and how did you overcome it? I will choose two, okay? I will choose two. Okay, <laughs> two is fine. We, we like yeah. stories. No, I mean, uh being in a position to do so many so many things um, for a sports organization, always, always a barrier that I uh, I felt staying in front of me uh, and uh, that I need to break down was my age, you know, because uh, when you are uh, 17, 18 years old, man, I will tell you a funny story. Uh, I was uh, designated to go to. A Euro Cup, a Euro Cup uh, draw, um, and uh, you know the draw. I think it was in uh, in Berlin, and man, now I'm now I will turn 33 years old. I'm 88 born, so I'm, I will turn 33 in in July. But if I shave my beard, I'm 17 again, like in that movie, you know. So I'm going to this draw, man, and I'm you know choosing the the best jacket, the best shirts, the best uh, pants and shoes that I have, and. Uh, I go to this uh, draw. I remember it was somewhere on some uh, boat, so it was fancy, you know. I go there. I get my badge, Chesewasas of Cloesh, Romania uh, manager, la la. And then when I step on that, uh, you know, in that restaurant, to say like this, in that uh, event hall, I uh, notice that uh, I have the same. I have the same uh, color of my jacket like the waiters. Uh, and. <laughs> Man, you cannot imagine. So, at 17, for sure, I'm a waiter. I'm for, 
for sure I'm you know, bartender or something. So I couldn't take off my jacket. Everybody has jacket on. You know, it was not uh, nice to, to do it in the first minute. So uh, at one at one moment, uh, somebody taps uh, my shoulder and uh, says, hey, can you please bring me an orange juice? And I turn around and it was Dejan Bodiroga, the legendary player of, uh, you know, Yugoslavia. And, and he noticed my badge. I said, oh, sorry. I say, hey, I, I, I would be... I'll be honored to bring you an orange juice. You know, anyway, I don't know anybody in this room. So, uh, you know, the age was always something. This is the positive uh, and nice story. But, uh, you know, when you are coming uh, and you are thrown in the, in, the, in the fire or, you know, in the, in the lion's cage and uh, you are participating, representing your club in some uh, uh, president's or uh, director's meeting, um, people, you know, it's hard for the people to treat serious uh, a young a young guy, uh, especially you know without basketball background like player, as a player. Yeah. So um, my age, but my age was just a number because uh, I I uh, received so much confidence uh, from um, the presidents and the um, directors of uh, of of Ploiesht, and then from Virgil Stanescu in uh, in Stava Bucharest. And uh, I keep building, I just look forward. Um, and I said that, you know, I, I will prove by results and uh, by uh, uh, my, my knowledge and uh, my abilities that I belong in this world. And uh, it doesn't matter how old, how old you are. You can, you can sit on the same table uh, with them. But it was, it was uh, let's say, an um, obstacle. Uh, and I'm happy that I passed it because now, even though I'm young, so I'm still the young, the youngest guy in the room for sure. You know, uh, people uh, don't don't look so uh, different. And I and I, I I try to take this as an advantage, as a perk, uh, right now, my age, because I'm 43, but I'm working in basketball uh, for uh, for 16 years, and that's big. So uh, um, I'm I keep learning, and uh, then. I want to break one more obstacle because as I told you in our private conversations, I have the aspiration, I have the dream to do this abroad, to do this on a higher level. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm on the right way and I will keep work uh, until that uh, bus will stop in front uh, of my station. And in that moment, I will also break uh, the label from that uh, label that says I'm not coming from a basketball country, and our good friend and uh, the the person who helped me to delete this from my mind was Edu Scott, because he told me, "Man, yep. you are coming from Romania, but I'm also not coming. I'm 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 not coming from a basketball country as well." And you know, it's Edu Scott, and I have. So, uh, so such big respect for him and uh, he's an amazing play, uh, person and uh, I enjoyed the, the, post, the podcast you had with him, uh, the both, uh, both parts. And uh, uh, that these were, the, let's say, the major obstacles uh, in front of me. But I think uh, I passed them. Um, I keep building. I uh, graduated this MBA in sports business with the EuroLeague. Now I graduated in a, a master program uh, the Direction Deportiva in Baloncesto uh, in Spanish with uh, sports coach and UCAM. Uh, I'm keep building my foundation. I think basketball 
never stops and uh, uh, the learning process never stops. So um, any obstacle will come, I will be, I will be ready to break it and to, to pursue my dream. That's fantastic, man. Two, two, two great stories there. And, and trust me, I can share the, uh, the obstacle of the age as well. And, and, and me too. I think, you know, if I shaved, uh, you know, I, I would have a similar story there. I look, uh, you know, look like I'm in high school for sure. Uh, but that's fantastic. Uh, and so as we wrap up here, the last question I have for you is as we look towards the, the future, what changes do you hope to see in Romanian basketball and, and maybe how would you improve it? There are many, and uh, I hope that um, some of these changes will happen in the in the in the near future, because uh, we are uh, close to have some um, elections for Romanian Basketball Federation, and there are some right people uh, to to get this job and to shake the system. Um, I think many efforts uh, are coming from the club side, but the federation. Uh, needs to provide uh, a system of uh, sustainability uh, for all the bas basketball organization by giving directions, by educating people, by uh, facilitating the sharing of knowledge. Because having educated people in the in the clubs, in organization, in federation, this will make uh, the progress more uh, facile. Um, then uh, you know, uh, as I said, we need to. Um, go over that uh, niche. Uh, we are not, you know, only for the basketball lovers. We need to be for ready for everybody. We have a huge number of kids who are playing basketball. So we need to uh, we need to take that. We need to take the um, the mission of sports. I believe that uh, the sports is a significant pillar for education and health. And if we use the sports in this way and basketball, if we use it in, in, in this way, then we can attract uh, the attention, not only from the media, but also, also from, the, from the business side, because at this moment, people are uh, investing uh, uh, in sports. Uh, you know, um, mostly the clubs are financed by uh, public authorities. There are not so many uh, private sponsors, uh, but I think we have so many tools to attract them, to make them to, to, to become part of the story, then I would see that uh, uh, we, need all, we need to do better on the marketing side. We need to sell, uh, to sell the product uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a better way uh, from the TV rights. Uh, I can tell you that uh, back in 2015, when we played with Asasoft in Euro Cup and we made it to top 32, we made from TV rights uh, triple the money that we made for the entire league, and it's not normal. We made this kind of we made that money uh, only because we negotiated by ourselves. I think we need to use uh, the great models that we have, not only from uh, from the um, let's say from the foreigners. Even though you know I, I'm I'm blessed to say that I work with some amazing players. Uh, I, I told you the name of Rashar Griffith, but. We also had Dee Brown, former Illinois University, or Daniel Ewing, Duke University, um, uh, Jared Jordan, you know, uh, the best uh, assist, uh, the leader, leader in an assist in BBL in Germany. So we, 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 we had, and we see, we see here many uh, good international players, but we also have our domestic players and they are all great ambassadors uh, for the communities, for the clubs, and uh, they are, the perfect uh, magnets to attract more kids to play basketball, 
to enjoy it and uh, raising the number will raise also uh, the potential of this entire uh, phenom. Great. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of things that many countries share similar obstacles. And, and I think two of them would be, you know, really identifying the, the opportunities with local TV rights and then getting creative with the marketing side to bring in new revenue streams. Those are those are big time. And obviously, you know, you've done a great job at that with all the clubs that you've been to. So, man, this was this was amazing. Um, you know, there's so much content in this episode alone that people can get educated on. But before we officially wrap up, I'm sure you know at this point, since you've listened to some some episodes, that I wrap up with a sports business lightning round. So I'm going to fire some questions at you, and you got to hit me with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Here we go. Favorite color? Oh, blue. <laughs> Most points you've ever scored in a game in your life? Oh, wow. That's a first. I love that. I love that. You say official game. Come on. I will not count the high school, the high school, uh, the high school games. Okay, and, and for those who are only listening to audio, he put a big zero uh, on the uh, on the board. I love that. Well, the success that you've reached without scoring any points in an organized game, that's fantastic. Uh, next question, pizza or pasta? Well, I will go for pasta. MJ or LeBron? <laughs> I have here a Michael Jordan book. The first <laughs> book uh, published uh, in Romanian. It's written by a Romanian author. He uh, dedicated 16 years uh, wow. to, to make the, the documentation uh, for, for, and the research for, uh, for, for this book. So for sure, I will go for MJ. That's fantastic. One of the coolest cities that you've been to in the world? Oh, uh, I would say uh, St. Petersburg. Mm. And uh, I must take also, no, I, I like Valencia big time. I will, I will mm. go back there this summer. Great. What is something that you're really bad at? Really bad? Oh, man. Uh, my writing. I cannot write anymore if I don't have the keyboard, man. man I, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, uh, you know, I have this doctor writing. Nobody, nobody understands. I don't understand what I write sometimes. And this is so bad for a former journalist. But believe me, without keyboard, I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, <laughs> make it, make it uh, uh, lisible, you know? Thank God for technology. What is uh, what is one of your biggest strengths? Man, enthusiasm. I uh, I like the the quote of uh, Jimmy Valvano uh, that you need to you need enthusiasm. You need to uh, to cry, to to laugh and smile every single day, and uh, that we are, that we are blessed because uh, ordinary people do extraordinary things. On this uh, on this walk of life, and they are doing uh, this by having enthusiasm and waking up with enthusiasm. Uh, you know, when I will not when I will uh, not wake up with enthusiasm uh, for basketball, then for sure I will not uh, I will not be a part of this because for you, for me, and for uh, many others who are listening to this podcast, uh, basketball is truly a lifestyle, not only a job. Far away from that. Absolutely agreed. Who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life? Okay, so uh, I uh, I really uh, I really like to name uh, Dragos Patraru. Dragos Patraru. Dragos is a, he has his own TV show here in Romania. He's a famous uh, journalist. He was the one who gave uh, uh, to the kids, 15 years old, uh, the press ID, and uh, he uh, pushed me a lot on uh, during my career. Uh, 
I would like to say that uh, the management, uh, Alex Iacobescu and Sebastian Gitza from Masters of Ploiești, uh, to name me the, the executive president of the best Romanian basketball club for the age of 21, they were crazy, but they knew something that I didn't know at that time. And uh, I'm proud that they are proud of me. And uh, I cannot uh, forget to mention my wife because man, especially during this crazy times with pandemic, uh, being away, uh, raising two beautiful daughters, uh, mothers are the real heroes. And uh, my wife for sure is one of them. Awesome. What was your first ever job? If it, if it was even, I know you had, it might've even been the press officer because you were, you were young at that point, but what was your first ever job? Uh, no, I mean, the first ever job was, uh, you know, a journalist. Uh, they sent me to some, uh, to some uh, football game, some soccer game. Yes, for the American people who are listening to the show. Yep. Uh, and uh, they uh, asked me to make some story about uh, uh, fans and about uh, the atmosphere on the stadium. And I, uh, I remember that for that story, I got like uh, $10. $10. And I took them, uh, I, I went immediately to the store and I bought a sweatsuit with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He just, uh, you know, he in, in, my, in Miami, in Miami. So awesome. uh, yeah, the, the first job was uh, as a journalist uh, covering football games from the fourth division to the first uh, handball competitions and then basketball. Great. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Superpower. I would like. I would love to be able to speak any language on this earth. Because that would be mine as well. I, I consider a huge, a huge barrier uh, that we are facing it. Uh, meeting people, trying to uh, to reach different uh, things. Maybe to reach, you know, to be a part of. Uh, uh, I don't know some organizations, or uh, you know, to to work with some people, to do business. So uh, definitely, you know, being able to speak any language, or any possible language, this would be a great superpower. I would love that as well. A couple more here. If you could trade jobs with anyone in any industry for one mm -hmm. week just to live life in their shoes, who would it be? And it must be other industry. <laughs> It must be other industry. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, it would be super interesting to be the Pope. That is a good one. That is a good one. Yes, it, it would be very interesting. Great. Yes. And uh, and last one, if you could turn back time and talk to 18-year-old Yanut what would you tell him? Uh, to uh, you know, to keep uh, to keep believing in himself. Uh, even the doctors were many. To not to be um, to keep his patience. Uh, to follow his direction. To try to to try to enjoy every single moment, um, and uh, you know to to follow his path, to follow his path, uh, because always is a 
I mean, if he feels that is the right way, just to just to go for it. Yeah, I think I think eighteen year old yourself would be proud of where you are now for sure. Well, man, this this has been amazing. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate our relationship. It's been fun to get to know you over the years for sure. And I can't wait till uh, till I can come catch a game in person uh, in Romania. And hopefully that will be this season here. And uh, again, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. I will keep uh, listening to your uh, to your shows. Uh, for me, it's unbelievable how you are succeeding to <laughs> to keep uh, to keep it up with uh, with with your goal to to and it's very very interesting. I really recommend your podcast and uh, there are some valuable uh, lessons. So uh, uh, I like to end my day, you know, just staying in the bed, scrolling and see, okay, uh, what what will be uh, what is the the last uh, last thoughts that uh, or the last lesson that I'm taking with me uh, before I go to sleep and. Uh, definitely in your in your playlist uh, people can find many so thank you and keep i appreciate it all right talk to you soon see you man thank you so much for listening today if you enjoyed this episode it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on apple podcasts and if you're feeling really crazy you can even share it on social media As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.